Y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream podcast. This show broadcast out of New York City. We're your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I am a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 82. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and also on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, don't forget my online store, CortezNYC.BigCartel.com. You could find all my merchandise there. I have graffiti pins, stickers, posters, original art for sale. And also, if you haven't picked it up yet, pick up that Copa collab, that beer glass, pint glass collab that I did with Beer Canvas. You can find it on BeerCanvas.com. Really cool drinking glass, a lot of graffiti on it, and they have other stuff for sale as well. Let's get on with it. And we're back on this. And we are back. We're back with tattoos. Yes. <laughs> we are a whole new whole new people. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, we're different so now. Cool. We're so cool now. Now, yeah. Look at us. We got tattoos. We're so hardcore. <laughs> um yeah, man. So this episode, we're going to talk about tattoos. We, um, man. We should do a little recap yeah. of our lives. <laughs> our lives? <laughs> I don't know if we have the time. Um, no, we, we've, you know, I've been putting off having a tattoo for a long time. Um, for many years, I've known tattoo artists. I've known friends who have tattoos. I've had people who have asked me to design tattoos for them. But I've never gotten a tattoo. I, I don't know. I could never commit to it or I could never really think of why doing it or what, what did I really want on my body. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about it being so permanent as yeah. much as what did I really... What, what really, do you want it? Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't think... now, Especially now that we have tattoos, I'm like, eh, whatever. It's not that bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was always just about like, well, why? And like, it, it just wasn't really in me to have it, right? Yeah. Um, but then I think... Um, once well we talked about it when we got married we said we're going to get tattoos together yeah yeah that's that what was, we're going to do that was part of our vows that's how that's part it of our blood kind of pact like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to do this we're so corny that's going to make it even more permanent we're mad corny <laughs> um, no no but but I think I think um, I think once I knew like once I, I felt like I came to this point in my life that I knew like, all right, I know my career. I know what I'm doing. I it's There's no taboo for me of like, well, if I get a big old tattoo, what are people going to think? Mm -hmm. um, and then also coming to a certain age where my my sons are old enough yeah. that I don't think like their judgment or their baby mama's judgment is going to be a problem or an issue. Right. Like, I think once I got to that point, I was like, eh, I think I'm good. I think mm -hmm. I, can, I can just be me now and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm cool. Um, then also, you know, just finding the right tattoo artist, finding right, somebody that you have yeah, a connection yeah. with. And I think that's, I, I, I'm hearing a common thread when I've spoken to other people that I've gotten tattoos where they get it from people that they know or people that they feel connected with. Yeah. Um, I feel like, well, we have a good connection with my boy Rezo from Spain. Um, mm -hmm. I think this episode is also a little shout out to him. Yes. Shout out to Rezo Bloodline, Bloodline on, on Instagram. R-E-Z-O Bloodline Tattoo on Instagram. Um, we'll definitely post some pictures of his stuff. <clears throat> but I think with him, you know, I've known him for a, almost 10 years now, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. And I met him in Spain. He's a graffiti artist. Um, I think because he's walked similar walk that I've walked, we've have, we have kind of like a similar connection with between graffiti and even family life to a certain extent mm -hmm. that I kind of have a connection with him. I have a good bond with him. And when he came to New York, I was like, all right, if he comes to New York this time, <laughs> we're definitely going to try to get it. Yeah, we got to get a tattoo. <laughs> we got to get a tattoo from him. Um, and, and then I think also because... Um, I, him having a graffiti background, I felt more connected to him to say, hey, could you do a graffiti piece for us? Yeah. Could you do something related to, to what we do really in our, in, you know, me and him in our lives? Yeah. Can you do it for us? And I felt like he would understand why and he would have meaning to it. He mm -hmm. would bring meaning to it. So 
he was a perfect match and it was like yeah let's do it let's do it let's get this done um so we got tattoos that and guy we got you know tattoos. it went yeah. from a, it went from originally talking about getting it was like, something super small yeah it's going to be something for me on my hand or something maybe behind my in my wrist behind my wrist a little logo or a little signature yeah, and went from that to to like a, a, a full freaking arm. almost a full arm <laughs> tattoo <laughs> that's, a, that's a full arm that's an upper arm piece that's upper, a, yeah 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 um and for me yeah it went from getting a little tag i was like yeah maybe i'll get a little tag on my wrist uh, on my on my wrist on my on my hand on my upper hand i'll get a little tag so when i'm doing graffiti videos or whatever you'll see my tag on my hand to him saying, well, why don't you just do your logo? And then him saying, well, your logo won't fit on your hand, so why don't you do it on your arm? And I was like, <laughs> fuck it, let's just go all out. Let's just do a big old tattoo on my arm. Yeah. Um, but I think that mentality that he can recommend, hey, just go bigger. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it, because we all know each other. I think that's what works. Right. And I think that is part of the tattoo process. It is, it is artistry mm -hmm. and it is a commercial work also. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also a ritual. Yes, yes, yes. Part of it is the ritual. And yeah, if the right. ritual is uh, you're, you're having some beers and you're playing some music and you're getting tattooed, mm -hmm. then talking bullshit because you guys know each other. Or maybe the ritual is that you're somewhere in some tattoo shop somewhere because you know the guy and it's it's your vibe. Yeah. You but know? part of the ritual is also look for the perfect design that you like and then look for the perfect place to put that design so, on. So why why were you okay? So I'm going to ask you these questions now. Ooh, yeah, I, got, I, was going, I got questions. I was going, for going to ask, but... I got questions. I mean, I, I was going to say, but yeah, ask me. Okay, whatever. So Carla, you got... And I'm, we're going to post the tattoo pictures, and I'm sure some of you who yeah. are loyal listeners probably already know the tattoos that we got. But So Carla, you got a graffiti piece. One of my graffiti pieces tattooed on your arm. Yeah. Why were you okay with that? Instead of butterflies or... Uh, I mean, yeah, originally I would have done like butterflies and stuff, but I felt like butterflies and flowers, that's something that you can see in any old tattoo, like any girl can have, not any girl, but okay, you know what I mean, like um, it's very popular and it's very... Um, Cliche, maybe? Cliche, yeah, to have like a tattoo or uh, like a butterfly tattoo or like a flower tattoo or something like that. Something decorative. Exactly. But I wanted something a little bit more uh, personal and a little bit more that I felt connected with. Um, and that's why originally I was thinking on my name, maybe, or maybe Cortez, but more like in a a script in a script i know we were talking about that for a while we were like yo you can get a script a nice <clears throat> some sort of nice like a a little bit urban but like a yeah. script that has like a little yeah, bit yeah. of tattoo flair so i wasn't really going for the graffiti piece but right. then um we started messing around with it like you started showing me some of the um uh, styles that you did before and then i was like well maybe that my work why not and then but then it started also as something small and then it got bigger and bigger so that you could really feel and see the piece on my arm and i think it really came out very nice it, well, it came out perfect so what Reso did for you is he took one of my uh wild style graffiti outlines mm -hmm. and he basically tattooed it on your arm and then gave it a little shadow yeah like some some uh three-dimensionality yeah, yeah, by yeah. giving it some sh some shading um I have tattoo envy because I wish I had that tattoo, <laughs> honestly. And and I had a feeling, and I and I when you were saying okay to it, I was like, wow, man, I think people are gonna look at that tattoo and be like, I'm a little envious that you're <laughs> that you have that because that's kind of rare. Right. And we even talked to Russell. We were like, yo, how many people really get graffiti tattoos? Mm -hmm. And he was saying not that many people because. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really that common mm -hmm. for people to put a graffiti piece on their arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and, I, and I thought it would be different. It would be it would yeah. stand out. And myself, I was feeling kind of like a little weird because I was like, oh, my God. When I show this tattoo to my friends, my mom, my family, they're going to be like, oh, my God, know, what did you do to your arm? Are they going to understand exactly. what it means? What does it say on it? Or um, even the significance. Like exactly. What? And then also how I was going to look with a tattoo like that, you know, because... Uh, of my personality and to see like now I have a tattoo and it's graffiti piece and I don't know it gives more <laughs> to the person that you are I feel right um, but yeah it yeah I mean great. on my on my end I got I got my logo my Cortez NYC logo tattooed on my arm his suggestion I I was half and half about doing it mm -hmm. originally I didn't think about doing that mm -hmm. 
for a little while I thought about, hey, that'd be kind of a cool tattoo. But then I was like, nah, I don't know. Because it's, it's a logo. So like, why would I want to put a logo on my arm? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe something more, a little more um, organic would be cool, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe a graffiti yeah, 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 piece. Yeah, yeah. But then, I, then I, he suggested and I was like, you know what? That would be a really good first tattoo. Um, I like my logo. I have a connection to it. I think it, it feels like a brand. Mm-hmm. It's a branding. It's bold. Mm-hmm. Um, it fits perfect, you know, as a, as a badge on my arm. Yeah. So I was like, that would be a good idea. <clears throat> so I didn't fight it. Yeah. But yes, I think I'm ready for my second tattoo. And the second tattoo is going <laughs> to be... you want the graffiti piece? I want a graffiti piece. <laughs> I want, I'm envious. I want a, I want a, a wild style piece on my arm, maybe yeah. my forearm. Um, but uh, another thing that came up when we were discussing what should the tattoo look like and all that was color. Yeah. And because it was a graffiti piece, we played around with the idea of should we add color to yeah, it? Yeah, originally I wanted some color to it. Uh, but then we realized like it might just be better off just leave it like yeah. tint and, and, um, and my skin color. Just yeah. because of my skin color, we don't know what colors would look nice on it. Right. So. I mean, there was, there was definitely a, a, a conversation about skin tones and maybe some of you people out there might have opinions some mm-hmm. of you guys out there might have tattoos but mm-hmm. there was a conversation about how skin tones react to certain colors and how they look over mm-hmm. the over a long-term period yeah, over time and and the idea of putting too many colors onto your flesh tone how it would look over over time and yeah we were like you know what it doesn't really matter because it's really about the outlines it's about yeah. the the forms and the line work and the the shapes no and even when uh Rezo was doing it and he finished the outline i went to see it to to like wash it or whatever we took a break and i was like wow i can just leave it as is yeah. I just need I don't need any shadows I don't need nothing like like that is perfect anyways I, I was also a little tired because you know it was my first tattoo <laughs> but <laughs> but um, regardless the outline itself looked like crazy good it looked like it was a sticker and it still looked like it's a sticker like yeah. it doesn't look like a tattoo I think um, I think yeah. that that definitely is something about graffiti art and graffiti line art that if you if you in any way have a connection to graffiti art mm-hmm. that you can read graffiti letters and you understand the line work and all that mm-hmm. when you see a line a piece of graffiti line art on somebody's skin like it, mm-hmm. it gives you an impression because you're like wow i never seen it like that yeah, yeah, yeah and i think that's something that that made sense it, it, it worked it, it um that's the human connection right right that's the psychological connection to the piece and and that's why that's why maybe some people are more connected to let's say having a portrait on your arm mm-hmm. or a, or a, a dragon mm-hmm. on your arm yeah 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 but a graffiti piece it just has yeah, a connection some people have seen like half of my of the piece they say oh is it a tribal sketch or like a tribal right. design i'm right. like no, it's not a tribal, it's a graffiti piece, but you know, I have to show you all the way to my shoulder. <laughs> but it can become the new tribal. Right, right, right. Maybe, maybe. Just because of how I mean, the line a, works and yeah. everything else. Yeah, the, the, the geometry of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of tribal, I'm gonna, I was going to give you guys a little, just a quick little history on tattoo, just going on Wikipedia as we do always. That's where <laughs> we get all our facts. Yeah. Um, I actually saw a couple of videos on, on the history of tattooing. And... It has an interesting background because it seems like it has very specific origins mm-hmm. um, and the people, uh, society's impression of tattoos has changed over time. Yeah. It used to be something that was seen as exotic mm-hmm. or other, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the indigenous people. Right, right. It's like somebody else's and... thing. It's yes, not our it's, thing. It's not our thing. But as I think as society has become more mixed, yeah. it has become our thing. Yeah. Because we are mixed. Yeah. And now that we have tattoos, now we're looking at everyone that had tattoos and we realize there's more people out there with tattoos than without tattoos. Exactly. And also the other funny thing that I found out in just hearing about history is that even the people that criticize tattoos in, in Europe, mm-hmm. in the old European culture, mm-hmm. like the Victorian times, mm-hmm. they had hidden tattoos. Oh, look at that. They had, they had uh, the, like royalty and things like that. They had tattoos, but they were in discreet places. Oh. Um, so tattoos are part of us, peoples. Yeah, Don't just, be afraid. People have been, people have been <laughs> in denial. All right. So just real quick history. Uh, tattoo is a form of body modification where design is made by inserting ink, dyes, and pigments, either indelible or temporary. 
indelible or temporary into the dermis layer of the skin to change the pigment the art of making tattoos is tattooing um tattoos <laughs> fall into three broad categories purely decorative with no specific meaning mm-hmm. symbolic with specific meaning mm-hmm. or pictorial uh, a depiction of a specific person or item. Oh, so that would be like the portraits and everything exactly, else. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, in addition, tattoos can be used for identification, mm. such as ear tattoos on livestock as form of branding. And obviously the old thing about uh, uh, Hitler tattooing the Jews and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. That's a big part of tattoo. It's Now it's a big part of tattoo history mm-hmm. is the uh, the Nazis tattooing the Jews. Um, the word tattoo or tatao, mm-hmm. T-A-T-T-O-W in the 18th century is a loan word from the Samoan. So what, even though tattoos are ancient, yeah. back to the Egyptian times, the word tattoo is something that is from the 18th century Samoan. Mm. Um, the word tatao, meaning to strike. So tatao yeah. means to strike. So, I mean, that, that goes specifically into... The technique of tattooing, right? Mm-hmm. Right by hitting, they used to hit, to hit with the yeah, needle. Yeah. And, and the, I actually have seen a video of this old lady that still do this type of tattoos, and she used the needle and like a little, como un, oh my god, yeah, pero eso, yes. And and uh, <laughs> it says um, it was obviously it was a Polynesian word, Samoan word, um, but before the use of that word, the practice of tattooing had been described in the West as painting or scarring or staining. Mm. So it existed, Okay. but it just wasn't called tattooing. Tattooing. It uh-huh. was called like scarring or painting or okay. like that. Um, so they talk about it coming from military tattoos. They also talk about back in the history, um, slaves were tattooed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because when they use like the thing they use for the cows. Yeah. Into like... And enslaved people. Yeah. Um, they talk about also um, uh, like prostitutes mm. were tattooed. Wow. So because of that connotation, I guess. Yeah, that's why now everybody think like uh, it also. Well, now in, in modern society will be like people that are in jail have tattoos. Exactly. And then if you have a tattoo, it's like, oh my God, you look like uh, como una presa. Yeah, yeah. Como un presa, te ves como una presa. And, and what are you doing to your body? Exactly. No, right, those people, they right do now, that, you don't. Right now, I think the, the worst connotation for tattooing, and I'm just throwing out the stereotype, mm-hmm. so don't judge me, yeah, it's not no, what no, I think. Yeah, no, it's the stereotype. Somehow. But the, the stereotype is, yes, you're either in jail or you're in a gang. Yeah, or you're in a gang, yeah. But back in the day, it would have been you're a sailor. Exactly. Because you went well, and traveled around. Yeah, you're a pirate. You went around the world and you landed on Polynesia and, yeah. and you had a tattoo and then yeah, you brought yeah. it back to Europe. Um, yeah, but now, yeah, now it's the thing is like the stereotype. And, and for Latino, for Latino or Latina to have a tattoo. Now they're telling me that I'm in a gang <laughs> and I'm the, that I'm the boss. I'm like, oh, well, yes. What can I do? <laughs> that, that is a, that's a weird stereotype. But now I think, I think now the stereotype, if you have a tattoo, is that you're an artist. Yeah, or that it, you are the in some type of art. Yeah, you're, an, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're yeah, a visual sure. artist, or you're a musician, a Like, band. you expect people that do art to have tattoos. Exactly. And, and then, then when you find someone that doesn't have tattoos, like in your, in mm-hmm. your case, it was kind of like, Why oh don't my you God, have really? You don't have tattoos? <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I mean, so that, that's pretty much it. I mean, and, and just the... The ancient, ancient history of the tattooing is that, it, yes, they have found ancient mummified humans, mm. you know, mummies that yeah. had tattoos, okay. that they identified them having tattoos. And that was like, that's how back, how far back it how goes. Far, yeah. They don't know why they got them. They don't know if it was religious. They don't know if it was spiritual. They don't know if it was uh, military. They don't know what it was, what was the purpose of it, but, or tribal or whatever, but they found it that far back. Right. Um, so I think the other thing that I guess I'll share right now for the people out there that don't have tattoos, um, if the question of pain mm-hmm. or blood or any of that is an issue, I would say, <clears throat> for me, it wasn't painful. Yeah. 
it felt like, and I kept, I, I showed you before, and I, I and showed other people. And that's the description people. I used to other people too. Yeah, it, it feels like you're rubbing a sharp metal object against your skin really hard to the point of trying to scrape your skin, right? Not cut your skin, not cutting in, but just scraping your skin um, like you are trying to rub the top layer of your skin off. That's what yeah, it yeah. feels like. It yeah. feels like the worst case scenario, like a really bad sunburn is yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, what I was feeling the most was the heat of the needle against my skin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the time that it takes, you yeah. know, let's say a couple of hours, let's say four hours, three hours, the minimum, <laughs> six hours, you know, can mm -hmm. be a long time. I'm sure people go, go longer than that. Yeah. But I think the time period, the amount of time, the endurance of the tattoo artist to do it, mm-hmm, and you to receive it mm -hmm. I think that the sitting time is is the the real thing to, to yeah. plan ahead for yeah yeah um, and, and then to, the be, other, to be mentally prepared yeah have a little drink so that you can relax and yeah yeah I mean the, the old image of like a, t a sailor getting drunk and then going to get a tattoo is a silly cliche because I don't I don't think the machines nowadays are the way they were before yeah I don't see the need to get like intoxicated or high or whatever mm -hmm. to enjoy it mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, it, it's a little bit of pain, but it's not like. Yeah, people ask me too. Did you got drunk? Did you had a drink? Yeah, how did you? How did you handle like the that. the pain? I was like, no, I didn't. You know, without any medication. <laughs> yeah. No, and and then I think lastly, the only thing that you guys should really watch out for when getting tattoos is the healing process. Yes, make sure you do a great job at that because that's gonna say if your tattoo is going to last or not, if your tattoo is going to look great or not. And the most that you're going to feel, the reminder that you have a tattoo is going to be after the tattoo in the healing process. Yes. Having to clean it, having to take care of it, having to sleep on your other side so that you yes. don't affect it. Um, that's the biggest part of it is the healing. Yeah. But uh, but we're happy. We got a tattoo. Shout out yeah. to Rezo. Thank you, homie. Gracias, Rezo. Saludos a la familia. And I'm ready for my next one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> What culture talk, Carla? Wow, I've been waiting. This, this is a culture talk that's been, that's been in the works for like I know three months. I know. This uh, culture but talk, it hasn't been that long. You know, think know, that exactly. it hasn't been that long? But so, no, but they've been in the news. Yeah, for a long time. They've been in the news for a long uh, time. So this whole story's been in the news for a long time. Carla, what are we talking about? This culture talk is going to be about the Puerto Rican uprising what? in the summer of two in the summer of 2019. <laughs> um, more than just talking about what happened, I'll give you some facts, but I'm sure that majority of you guys maybe know about the issue, but I'm still going to tell you a little bit about it. And more, more than that, I just want to have a conversation of how did it affected me personally, because I think I didn't realize that I was so connected to what happened in the island until this happened. Like I didn't felt, I'll explain a little bit more okay. how I felt. Okay. Um, but yeah, so. So tell uh, us the history. This is about, this is, I mean, the overall view, the overview is, this is about, um, there was a governor who was corrupt. Yeah. And the people in Puerto Rico on the island protested and protested for some, a period of time and they got him removed. Yeah. So I'll tell you, um, the protest began on Saturday, July 13th, after 889 pages of uh, da damaging chats um, between Rosselló and members of his administration were leaked. He was leaked. the governor. Yeah. Were leaked to the public. So Rosselló... Ricardo Rosselló was the governor of the island um, back in July. And yeah, so there were pages from a chat that it was called Telegram, where he communicated with his staff and his team um, that were leaked to the public. And in these pages, you'll find homophobic jokes, jokes about the people that died during Hurricane Maria, jokes about Ricky Martin, jokes about, and, and profanity. Um, talking about the mayor of San Juan, Carmen Yulín, then other lady that works here in New York. She's a New York consul, but she works for the Puerto Rican community. 
uh, Melissa Viverito. So there was a lot of things that happened with this chat, and I and, think. And it was vulgar shit. It was it like was, he, yeah. he was talking about her, like, oh yeah, if somebody were to kill her, oh they'd be doing me a favor. Yeah, about Carmen Julian, and then. She, I understand. I understand. We're living in fucked up times where we have a president who says fucked up shit. Yeah. But in the Latin community and in Puerto Rico, you don't say, "Hey, kill somebody." You would be doing me a favor. You don't say that in that community. And it, you don't it, say this lady's a whore. Or just, yeah, hit that whore. Or, yeah, you do me like, a favor. I understand. You. I understand freedom of speech. I understand the United States. I yeah. understand Trump. And I understand that we have a lot of liberties here. Yeah. But in the Latin community, we're not ready to have our politicians talk like that. Yeah, no, definitely not. And then also, you know, they came out. The, the excuse was kind of like this this was a private chat um yes it, it wasn't it, it was not good for us to talk this way but it's not illegal it right. was not illegal exactly whatever we did was not against the he law de- he, he defended it until the last minute yeah yeah he defended himself like it wasn't that bad yeah and and so people went out to the streets because they were like you think it's not that bad we're gonna show you how bad is it and they went out to the Fortaleza, which is the governor mansion, and they were protesting for approximately two weeks. Yeah. Um, there were two big, uh, two big uh, uh, marches yeah. that it was in a big highway in Puerto Rico. Yeah, they, they shut st- down that major highway. They shut down the highway and they basically shut down any business that was around there. So that's why so many people came out during that time. That that shit looked crazy. I, I We've been to Puerto Rico. I mean, you were raised there, obviously. But yeah. I've been to Puerto Rico many times. And I just seeing the footage, I could imagine the yeah. people that were out there. Just seeing the, 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 the images of the streets so filled. I know how those streets are. They're not that big. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine how filled those streets and that whole area was. And for the people to go out there and do that and take time out of their lives to to really protest something that they felt passionate about and to shut shit down and to and to stop even the 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 police the local people because they couldn't do anything what are they gonna do yeah and the funny thing is that so these were two weeks until i think it was on a thursday i remember um and that thursday he finally resigned but it took so long he said that the message was going to be at 5 p.m then at 8 p.m then at 9 p.m and and i was watching i was following since 5 p.m because i went to protest to union square and then they were saying that he was going to resign that that afternoon so i didn't went to a protest i was just following the news on my phone I came home and I was on my laptop still watching until it was 11.45 and that's when the message came out that he finally resigned. But the funny thing about all of this and this protest that I think is different from in the United States is that people stay in front of the governor mansion yeah. until... Because the funny thing is that the constitution said says that you can protest and you have a right to protest and that there shouldn't be a there shouldn't be a time when protesting is done you know so what i'm trying to explain is that when people were protesting in the island during those nights when it was 11 p.m all of a sudden the police officers started to throw tear gas to the people so that they can clear out the streets for the next day so it seems like at 11 p.m protesting is done like at 11 p.m protesting was unconstitutional and right. that's unconstitutional because they cannot stop a protest just because they want to go home if people want to protest until three in the morning five in the morning they have a right to do so so there's also a lot of um now after everything happened a lot of articles coming out if the police officers were a little bit too tough, which I think they were. There were a lot of people that were mistreated by the police that because overall were he were punched and hit and everything. Overall, although it was portrayed, and I'm gonna throw my little two cents in there, but although mm-hmm. it was portrayed as a violent thing in the island, it was a peaceful protest. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, was a peaceful, peaceful protest. protest. We didn't hear about anybody dying. Yeah, we didn't hear about anybody getting hurt. Yeah, nobody died on during the, those only, two the weeks. worst thing that happened is there was some imagery. Yeah. And a lot of graffiti. Exactly. I exactly. saw a lot of graffiti. Man, shout out to my Puerto Rican graffiti <laughs> artists out there. 
All they my did Puerto it. Rican graffiti writers <laughs> did it. They did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. No, but yes, this ahead, keep going, keep this was a historic time, definitely, and it sparked a lot of um, also conversation between uh, family members, between friends. I have my group chat with my fantasticas from Puerto Rico, <laughs> and we were talking so much about it because we were. I was trying to tell them, you know this doesn't end with him resigning. Exactly. And this is more than just a resignation. This is years of corruption and years of people stealing money from the ones that need the most. And and, and unfortunately for Puerto Rico, decades yeah. of corruption and shit happening that is still not resolved. So yeah. you have one problem and then you get another problem and then that problem and then you get another problem on top of that. And, you get, yeah. and like just like this example with this governor, you had of recent problem that everybody was aware of, the mm. hurricane. Exactly. And on top of that hurricane, now you got a corrupt governor. Exactly. Like, that's the story of Puerto Rico. You have one problem mounted on top of another one, on top of another one. On top. It's hard to resolve one when you got the other one. Yeah. But I'm I'm so excited that they did tackle at least one. I know. Yeah. And, and to tell you the truth, this is the first time I've seen protests like this in Puerto Rico. I went to the University of Puerto Rico when I was there and the group from the University of Puerto Rico I feel because they were more educated and they were more like open-minded were the ones that always will start some type of protest but just because it was fair and and they right. believed in what they were fighting for but this time it was more than just los pelus of the university exactly the, pelu, was, the long hairs exactly <laughs> the it, hippies the hippies it was more than that it was like a whole the the whole um, people, they, they just like woke up and they were like, no, yeah, enough is enough and we're going to go out and I, you I have think, to hear us. I think I think there was a, I think the, the thing that made this a little bigger mm-hmm. is that the moral, there was a moral issue there. Yeah, exactly. There and was when a you moral mess, issue. When you mess with their honor, when you mess with their morals, um, it, yeah. I think it, it, it uh, charges something more like like it fuels something more in people to go and fight like you can steal whatever you want it, it might not affect everyone but once you insult someone and you insult a whole you know a whole a, co- a whole culture and you put you paint the picture of the leadership of that culture like that like that i think that there was something there yeah yeah to say this is not the way that we want to be represented yeah and this is not the way that we should be treated because we gave you the trust right. to be on the, on the power. And, and another thing that will happen during those days, the message, um, like, Rosselló will have press conference and he will say that um, everything has to be through the democracy. So that, yeah, it was okay that protests were happening and that that was part of the democracy, but that he was selected by the people through the democratic process. So... He was trying to hide behind the process. Exactly. He was trying to say, well, yeah, I understand that they're protests and I understand um, I'm trying to have a reconciliation process happening. <laughs> uh, therapy. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Governor therapy. <laughs> yeah. And then, but I was... I truly apologize. Blah, but blah, 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 I was blah, blah. elected <laughs> under the Democrat, democratic process. This is not the United States. And it was kind of like, yeah, but the people that put you there now is asking you to resign. So how is it that this is not part of the democratic he, process, he right? Thought, he thought he was a white boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He thought he was going to get the white boy pass. I mean, but the <laughs> truth is... He was a good is, boy. He meant well. He just, he's apologized. He's sincere in his apology. Get but the fuck out of here. But the truth is that now things are not resolved. And now he has, he has a freaking um, guardaespaldas. Le pagaron bodyguards. Yeah. Le pagaron, they paid for him body, bodyguards. He, he left Puerto Rico. But they paid bodyguards for him because he was um, lo amenazaron de muerte. They, they had death threats, yeah. Against him, and now he, it's being is being protected by the Puerto Rican government. But in Puerto Rico, there's a lot of crisis. There's women that are dying in hands of their significant other because of domestic violence and in order for them to get protection the only thing they get is a paper and you're telling me that the governor that 
it was corrupt, that it, it had corrupt um, people in his administration. He talked all that bullshit about Puerto Rico and everybody around there, and he still deserves bodyguards. Uh, he should have been king. He should have been kicked off the island. It's freaking he should ridiculous. be somewhere. So, he should be in the United States where he belongs. Yeah, but that's when. But that's that's where it goes back to what I was saying. His resignation doesn't really do much. It does a lot. It does a lot because this is a historical moment. But in terms of trying to fix the whole system in Puerto Rico, I don't know how that's gonna happen um, because it's it's a lot of. Um, it's almost like a conspiracy, like. The people that are actually in charge of the island are people with money that they're are not connected. in the government. Yeah, they're all connected. That the people in the government are just the faces, but well, the I, people that pays them are the ones I that are running the I island. I guarantee you that's happening in all the countries around yeah, the world. I know. Even here. I mean, here the most. Especially. especially here is here. where everything started. But but um, I... I um, I found it interesting to see this governor in the middle of the crisis mm -hmm. of his negative texts and his his uh, his public shaming coming onto the American networks to mm. to try to have interviews and having even the American media, you know, the the uh, United States media, you know, kind of like attacking him and, and kind of shaming him and being like, That's well, right. well, what do you mean by this? But what do you mean by that? You know, they were they were just not letting him have even a, a little bit of a, of a space to talk. And I was like, you know, Trump could use this. Right. Like, why are you guys bullying this guy? Now, that's the part that makes it a little weird because it makes me feel like, it makes me feel like I have, I have a bigger beef, obviously, with what's happening in the bigger administration here in the United States. Yeah. And I don't want to feel pity for this guy from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Because he did do a bad thing, and he's he should be out also. Yeah. But I did feel bad for him that he, that the media was pouncing on him. Right. The, the American English speaking media was pouncing on him. Right. Like they were blackballing him yeah. and kind of like saying, "You're not part of us anymore. Now you're out." Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but why don't you guys do that to Trump? Yeah, it's true. Because like, Trump has done a, done a, a ton of shit, and you let him talk and say all his crazy shit. You don't stop him and be like, "You're talking shit. Stop it." You're talking shit. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Nobody says that to Trump. Nobody but to this guy that. from Puerto Rico, they were like not giving him even two cents, not, not giving him a couple of seconds to talk. I and that's when I was like, I knew like, when I saw the media doing that, I was like, oh, he's out. Yeah. He's out. And, the people and, did that. They, he's out. He's out. And I think that's the worst about all this. He actually showed like Trump was looking good saying that he was corrupt and that the government was right, corrupt. Right, because Trump was talking Fucking against him. Fox News that was the reporter yeah. from yeah, yeah. the interview, that interview, looked like heroes. Everybody in Puerto Rico were sharing that freaking interview and I was kind of happy, but at the same time I was like, but this is Fox News. Like, what are we talking about? And, and it's a shame that it has to get to this level. Where the corrupt push out the corrupt. Exactly. Yeah. Where, where the motherfucker that, that says so many things about women as well, about immigrants. Who has about, done, not says, done shit. Done, I know. Who but also if things. we if we go to the thing of you damage my ego and you damage my reputation right, right, right. and my morals. Right. This guy. Yeah, no, this guy's a mess. This guy, I could never, we, we had a conversation on this, I, I don't remember what episode it was, but we spoke about Trump on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I still feel the same exact way. It's been months, but I feel the same exact way. Trump, I don't have a problem with Trump politically, mm -hmm. ideologically. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with Trump morally. Mm -hmm. And from a Latino perspective, I have a problem with him as a man yeah. for what he stands for and doesn't stand for. Yeah. Those things will not go away. I just can't. I just can't yeah. with him. I can't yeah. with him. Business is business. People are corrupt. People put money in their pockets and they lace themselves all the time. Mm -hmm. But what he comes out and does is counter Latino culture. Yeah. It just does not go. It does not blend with with what we're raised with. Yeah. As yeah. as a as a kind of like a a, comp a moral compass. It's yeah, just, exactly. It goes against what we understand as, as what we are supposed to be here on earth for. Yeah. And it's not even religious. It's just no, assumption no, it's, that he says that just does it's, not it's make moral. sense. It's, it's, 
It doesn't have to do... It's anti-human. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's anti-human. It makes it's no that sense. It's so it bizarre that you, can, you cannot explain it. Because it's so... It's like anybody that hears that or sees whatever he's doing or, or sees how he expresses himself about different issues... I, don't, I just don't get how there's still people that says, yes, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. He's saying <laughs> the right thing. How? If you are a human, just by being human and thinking about your fellow human being that is here with you. <laughs> On this planet. You're going to know that that's not the right way to talk. Like, there's so many. Right now, thinking about the freaking zoo show that we're watching. Walking Dead. <laughs> So many things that can happen where humanity has to come together. And these motherfuckers are the first ones to be fans of this show. But then when we have a real threat here in the United States and in the world, you're thinking, oh, no, it's better if we think that we are, you know, the better race and that we are the best. And we should decide for what immigrants are going to do, what other people... But, different i don't know uh, gay people lesbians this and that i have to decide for them because i know better like what the fuck what if zombies come and you have to work <laughs> with the lesbian that you hate and I you love, have I to work with the immigrant <laughs> that you hate what the fuck it's like vote, at the end of the for day Carla for 2020 <laughs> <laughs> because she's anti-zombie. <laughs> she's prepared for the zombie apocalypse. No, but it's true. Like, at the end of the day, when something I, like that happened, no, like, I, I, I like in Puerto Rico with the hurricane, when the, the hurricane yeah. happened, yeah. everybody had to come together. Money, no if you, money. If you have a natural disaster, it puts shit in perspective. Yeah. And in a maybe that's the... Maybe that maybe we're pinpointing what made this guy, this governor, have to have to be kicked out. Yeah. Is that there was a natural disaster that yeah. affected the whole country and he fucking took he took advantage of that. Yeah. And that's the last straw. Yeah. And you know, and what's the worst also about these messages of Rosselló is that the time when it happened, it was like a couple of months after Maria. So it was almost like a, a slap on the face for the Puerto Ricans because they were like, so you are going to tell me that while we had no electricity, no water, no food, nothing, you were not talking about how are we going to solve the problem? How are we going to help right, our that people? Been your, that should have been your only texts. But you were just talking, talking bullshit, bullshit yeah. with your friends. <clears throat> like, what the fuck, man? No, yeah, but... You know what? It's crazy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I was very excited. I was a little, I'm, I'm, I tend to be, people think I'm optimistic and very positive, mm -hmm. but I, I have that Gen X negativity in me mm -hmm. that makes yeah, me yeah, always look has. at the dark side. Yeah. And I keep that in my pocket. But I was very, like, skeptical. I was like, is this guy really going to come down? Mm -hmm. If he does come down, who's next? Is the next person going to be just as bad? Yeah. But I was very proud and very excited about... Proud for the Latino culture, proud for Puerto Ricans. Yeah. And, and excited for the, um, the impact mm -hmm. that that news and that event would have on the Latin American culture across the entire United States right. that we would see something like that and say, wow, look at that. Like, yeah. that's how you do it. Yeah, that's yeah. an example of, of, of a, of, of a go-to attitude. And, and, and those were the news right after. It was kind of like, look, Puerto Ricans did it. Nobody died. Um, they did it for almost two weeks. Kept fighting. But yeah. the only thing that I will say about the news about it yeah. that didn't, and I'll chime in, and this is my two cents. Okay. Um, The English news outlets only reported on this on this Puerto Rican uh, crisis with the governor only when it affected tourism, mm -hmm. when they were reporting on how it, it was affecting the cruises mm -hmm. that were landing in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and then only reported on it when it had to do with violence possibly. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, true. And, and things happening in the streets. Mm -hmm. That's the only two things that I saw in the English-speaking news about it mm -hmm. was like, there's an, there's an uprising in, in Puerto Rico. There's an unrest, uh, civil disobedience. People are blah, 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 blah. And business is shutting down and tourism might be affected. So stay tuned to find mm -hmm. out how's it going to affect your 
your vacation. Vacation, your travel. Yeah, yeah your travel plans. Yeah. And then the other one that was following that was like, oh my God, uh, civil unrest, uh, f- fire in the streets, people people protesting all night. <laughs> this, that, and the other in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Look at it, and, and they show you footage of people like lighting stuff on fire and whatever. Right. Nobody got hurt. No. But that's what they showed you. Yeah. And then when the governor got kicked out, I didn't hear a peep. I know. Yeah. The governor got kicked out, and I did not hear a fucking news report about the resolution that happened in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I Yes, we heard it on the internet, but I'm talking about just the regular TV, yeah, they, yeah. The, the regular media did not report on, like, what was the resolution? What was the, what was the next step? Yeah, what it, was the next person in charge? It was the same with the hurricane. The hurricane passed. They say hurricane passed Puerto Rico, blah, blah. Yeah, cancel your, cancel your flights to Puerto Rico. Exactly. And then that's it. Until there was a crisis on the airport. Oh, clients are not coming out, blah, blah. And that's when also news came out. And then that was it. And there were months and months without electricity, but like... Nothing really happening on the news. And once At again, least on TV, you know, because on the internet, yeah. But what about people that don't have internet and they just read it on TV? And once again, to remind people out there who might not be listeners of this podcast, habitual listeners, maybe new listeners, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. That's so we're right. basically talking about the United States when we talk we're about this situation. We're talking about a U.S. territory since, 19, since 1898. Exactly. So over 100 years. Yeah. This is part of the United States. Yeah. Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. And this is what's happening to the U.S. citizens. And it's not being reported on. Exactly. And it's crazy. And U.S. citizens are protesting on their territory, in their land, and winning. Exactly. And it's not being reported on. Because why not? Because they don't want that to happen here. They don't want it to happen they in, don't the, want in the to States. People, they don't want people to go to the streets and don't be so fed up that they're not afraid anymore. Exactly. So... I mean, when was the last time we saw the White House surrounded by people? Or the governor's mansion surrounded by people? It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't we happen. We protest very politely down the main avenue. And you have to have, a like, a permission, yeah, exactly. hand, right? During a curfew. Yeah, because if not, they kill you. So... Ridiculous. But, yeah, that's what happened in Puerto Rico. Um... Un saludo a toda la gente de Puerto Rico. Un saludo. Eh, let's keep fighting. Vamos a seguir la lucha porque la lucha sigue. Hay que sacar a Wanda <laughs> y a todos los corruptos que quedan en el gobierno. Hablando español, Carla. I don't think you have any words for me. Are you sure? Positive. I think that you might be wrong. What? What words you got for me? Go ahead. All right, so how do you say yes. tattoo in Spanish? Ah, I have it. Tatuaje. Wow, okay, yes, great. Tatuaje, tatuaje. And how do you say um, tattoo artist? Mm. Tattoo... I'm going to go two ways. One way I'm sure is wrong. Tatuador is wrong. No, that's Ta- right. Tatuadista. No, tatuador. No? That's correct? Yeah, that's correct. Tatuador? That's correct. Tatuador. Tatuador. Because I was going to say ta- tatuista. Tatuista. Tatuador. Tatuador. Mm-hmm. All right, tatuador. All right. That sounds pretty strong, like matador. Tatuador. Matador. Yes. What else you How got? do you say uprising? Oh, shit, you beat me on that one. Uprising. Um, surgencia. Sur. Algo sur. No. Like, a, like a resurgent. Okay. Okay, so there's three, but I'm going to give you two, which I think are the most. Um, el, el levantamiento. Okay, I like that. Levanta, levan, levantamiento. Levantamiento. O yep. la insurrección. Insurrection. Which I've heard when um, like enslaved people did la insurrección. Shit, I've heard, it, I've heard insurrection even talking about in Afghanistan and Taliban and all that shit. Insurrection. Insurrection. So insurrección. 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 Is an uprising. Uprising. All right. I like that. Insurrección. That's my new tag. That's right. I'm writing that from now on. 
How do you say temporary? Temporary. Eh, temp temporary. Temporal? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, that's right. Temporal. Yes. How do you say crisis? Sí, sí. Crisis. 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 I said crisis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> crisis. 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 Okay, and my last one. Crisis. How do you say shaming? Shaming. Ooh, you got me with that. I never, I never thought of saying the word shaming in Spanish. <laughs> shaming. Um, no, I don't know. Vergonzoso. O avergonzar. That's the one. To, no, to shame, avergonz, avergonzar. But shaming is that if something is shaming, something is vergonzoso. No, shaming is, is that you're doing it. Oh, so, so avergonzar. Avergonzar. Yeah. Avergonzar. Avergonzar. All right. All right. Avergonzar. I like that. Shaming. Yeah. Um, Carla. Yeah. What's how, do you say, how do you say governor? Gobernador. Okay. How do you say... Um, oh, you got nothing. Protest. <laughs> uh, protest is protesta. Okay. How do you say <laughs> impeachment? And I think we have, we've said this before. Yeah, they used that word a lot during those days. Um, impeachment. How do you say impeachment? Because they were trying to shed, impeach the shed. governor. I got you. You didn't, you didn't oh, remember. I, remem I didn't remember because that word is so freaking annoying. Okay. <laughs> um, Carla, I'm sorry that the word is so annoying. Okay, so I just Googled it because I really couldn't remember mm -hmm. it. Um, and it's el proceso de residenciamiento. Residenciamiento. Is that is such a long word? Residenciamiento. 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 Residenciamiento a Trump is what we got to do. That's what we have to do. That's what we, we have, have to do. We have to start el proceso de residenciamiento en contra de Mr. Trump. <laughs> Quítelo de ahí. Por favor. Por favor, gracias. Sign, Carla Cortez. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Uh... I don't know that the process in the, in the United States is going to be as easy as it was in Puerto Rico to remove somebody, especially from a governor to a president. It yeah. should be, yeah. but it seems like it's not. No, no. And it seems like it's much more complicated. Yeah. But um, we'll see. I we do might think, have to wait until 2020. I think that both things are connected. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that this thing with the with the governor of Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. would have happened if it wasn't for Trump being in office. Yeah. There was, there was a connection there of corruption and corruption. Yeah. And I think we just got rid of one of the pawns mm -hmm. and we haven't got rid of the king yet. That's right. So, <laughs> you are good with another episode. Yay. We did it. <laughs> As always, we did it. We got a big bottle of wine, so we're going to have more episodes coming. Um, next episode, I want to talk about my iPad. Oh, great. I am very excited about this iPad. Yeah, me too. But the thing is, I don't want to turn it into a episode about a promotion for iPad and, and Apple only. Well, definitely. It, it has to do with the pen and it has to do with the programs. Okay, yeah. And it has to do with what you do with it, with this technology. We'll see. What do you do? <laughs> All right. That'll be next episode. <laughs>